Watch this. Okay, are we off and running? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. We are here at St. Andrews again in the Scores Hotel, the wonderful Scores Hotel. We're actually in the nightclub. Was it a nightclub? It's like the indoor rain safe option for the, for the garden party. Oh, that's an unusual voice. Sam's joined us. Pleasure to be here finally, Thomas. FOMO had kicked y- in after two it. days. I was going to come up this morning, but I came up last night, got here late. Uh, looked like you'd overindulged a little last night at the Footjoy party and some of the other events that were going on. But it's good to be here. We haven't got time to talk about the magic of it all right now because we've got a special guest we're going to intro. A much demanded special guest. And a repeat on the pod. Yeah, two peat. Um, I think there'll be a three peat eventually. So we've got to get into it because this is a good episode, I think. Welcome back, Dan yeah. Davis. Thank you, boys. I'd just like to say one, Sam, the opener's now ready to go that you're here. Danke. And two, congratulations to the cookie jar. I've never seen an independent media organization rise to the heady heights of press accreditation <laughs> at the 150th like to Open that. Championship <laughs> with the speed that you boys have done it. I'm very proud of you. Very, very proud of you. Dan, I, I, your reading skills know no bounds. Thank you so That's much good, for reading that. No, no, Can you move the auto cue now, please? <laughs> <laughs> put, a, put a paid ad into your own pod. Uh, well, I'm, I must admit, obviously, we've been talking for several months about Clipped. Feels like this week you're breaking cover somewhat. We're going to talk about the greatest 18 shots played in the Open Championship, a fascinating article you posted earlier this week. But before we get into it, there's a link here with Clipped and how it's been worked out, because this is not a subjective task. No, I'm right in thinking for the first time, objectively, we've ascertained the greatest shots played. Yeah, I mean, Clipped is a, a new technology that basically seriously advances our understanding of golf skill. We do that through a new metric called shot quality, where we measure the quality of every single shot a golfer hits on course and off course. And what's, um, what's, the, what's the top shot quality? What, what's the, the top best shot, you qu- shot quality is 200, which is 200. what the algorithms, what the machine learning behind Clipped and the incredibly bright data scientists discern as being perfection. So yeah, that's you're, like a, you're a big team, aren't you? Yeah, it's a, it, over 40 people now, and we're, we're about to launch. It's really exciting. The platform is designed to you know, get better, golfers better faster. But what we wanted to do for the Open, and we felt, you know, with all the background talk about what's going on in the game, that we wanted to celebrate skill. And what we're able to do with Clipped is to show you the quality of golf shots across history. And we do that by building in enormous amounts of context into our into our calculations. So, so it's be, different to strokes gained? It is different to strokes gained. We, we recognize that strokes gained has been transformative in terms of golf analytics. It is the gold standard at the moment, but... Professor Mark Brody himself admits that there are limitations to it. It's really good in terms of when you've got a, a field to measure it against, but it lacks context. So weather conditions, course conditions, course difficulty, all things that we currently factor into our shot quality calculations on clips. And by being able to show you how good each of your shots is, we're able to show you your DNA as a golfer and therefore how you can get better, what you need to be working on, what your superpowers are, what strengths are trending down, what skills are trending up. So, And we've done this with 
the 18 greatest shots well in this is the amazing on, thing we talked to you we talked to you before and we've talked about your superpowers before what what does clip say about you well, actually, what Clips has said about me don't, don't give him a layup for a short game. Is, is that my chipping is not quite as cataclysmic <laughs> as I <laughs> once feared. And actually, wow. it's changed the narrative around my chipping. And now, rather than being, being physically repelled by my lob wedge, I'm <laughs> reaching for it. There's almost like a proto-love affair going on between me and my Vokey 54-degree wedge. And I never other, thought... Other wedges are available. Mm-hmm. Other wedges are available, but at the moment, there's a special relationship with the 54-degree. So it's really changed <laughs> the narrative around my game. And I'm actually chipping better i mean obviously having I told you a relationship issue. Helps. yeah exactly i mean having the world's hardest short course does help yeah. now <laughs> i am mindful we have set ourselves a target here of trying to do these sort of daily 20 minute micro why do you pods. say it so sickeningly you like you literally said that with disgust what do you mean that we've Same set ourselves these positivity. targets we are gonna do daily 20 minute pods no and it's a positive thing but we are going to try and move through this i'm conscious we've got 18 shots in here i looked at this i knew of most of them but i mean look Let's just give us a quick summary, because these are essentially ranked, right? So there's 18 shots in here. The the, the oldest one in, in the record books going back to 1870. But we've also got Bobby Jones in there from 1926. How is this all constructed? Just, just to add on, just before we start, there is an article that people can go on and yeah, read. Yeah, there's an article There's an article on clip.com where we rank the 18 greatest shots of the Open. So now, you can follow along on this one. Now we'll, put the, we'll put the link in the description. Yeah, so now the selection of the shots is subjective, you know, because we have picked 18 iconic shots from the long history of the Open, and we then put that through the clipped algorithms, and we've, we've factored in course conditions. So fairway speed, rough length, green speed, green firmness. We've factored in the weather. We've factored in the distance, the start line, the end line, the course difficulty. So we've taken what strokes gains does already does but then added additional layers of context More on metrics. top of it yeah and yeah. And, and to give you an idea of this not a, not a quali- shot quality score of 0 <laughs> is the worst possible outcome and we probably That's had essentially f- an air shot right is that even is that even possible is it an air shot is that what it is well it's not actually an air shot it's probably like hitting a ball out of bounds where you know you've got to play three off the tee oh, okay so it's actually anti yeah, yeah so it's almost so that's, more that's destructive zero, and i have had a fair few you've zeros you've got a few zeros yeah. i've got okay. a few zeros to my name um, and then at the other end of the extreme, you've got 200, which is what the algorithms consider perfect. And that's probably a hole-in-one or holding, it, a holding a, an approach shot downtown from the fairway. And then in the middle of that, 100 is the, is the level that the algorithms determine as tour standard. And we, we know that um, through the huge amounts of data we've put through Clipped. And also we have PGA Tour data, ShotLink data, and DP World Tour data coming in. Right, What's okay. quite nice about that is I, I've been... We've been lucky enough to be beta testers of, of Clipped, and I, I've put data in, and uh, I like data. Um, I don't know how to use it, but I like it. And sometimes when you get a shot quality above 100, it's quite exciting. You're yeah. like, oh, that's better than a pro. I yeah. like that. It's really... Yeah. It, the, the great thing about it is it, it gives you that positive affirmation. You know, you can you can come away from a golf course. You can input your data afterwards. We're not asking you to do it on the course. We don't want to get in the way of, you know, your play. And it lights up what you've done well. And actually what it shows us is that we are all capable of hitting shots that the best in the world will be really proud of. It's just we don't do it very often. We put Rory McIlroy's 64 at the Masters through, through the clipped algorithms. And, you know, the, the, the quality of that was unbelievable. He hit so many shots of 150 shot quality and above, yeah. which is sort of extraordinarily good. But, you know, you will hit shots of that. But 
they might not be very often. Just for the record, he's looking at me when he said that. It didn't look at Sam. Yeah, he looked I will be hitting 100. Well, Sam, in, in his own words, what is the generational ball striker? <laughs> generational ball striker. What? Generational ball striker. I would, I would, ne- I would never I go on to air to thousands of people and say that. But I, I just have. Thank you, Dan. I just for, have. And, and, uh, but you, the problem is you said that I said it. I'd have been much more happier if you No, we, that. we were discussing it earlier. Did we, we collectively agree that? We agreed that, that okay. you are... That, that's better. I'm just going to add... I'm going to move before, us on. Before we move on, just before we move on, I'm going to add that as Sam and I watched some of the world's best golfers play some golf holes today as we were walking off the course he turned to me and said I just don't get it I'm only interested in watching one player play golf and that's me (laughs) (laughs) no no you're you're slightly twisting my words I like watching live golf. As I said, watching the amateur final is the greatest. The atmosphere here is unbelievable. Yeah, it's off the charts. Watching of the golf and the shots themselves is okay. What I said is there's no what there's no shot I'm more interested in the outcome of than my own. Well, in fairness, <laughs> there's no shot that I'm more interested in the outcome of than one of yours. Right, exactly. And, that, and that's and exactly what well, so there you go then. So well anyway, yeah. look, we are gonna move us on because of time. But let you mentioned two hundred there is the highest possible outcome. Yeah. There are four shots here that made the grade at 200. Run us through them very quickly. Because well, just, just to say that we technically measure to eight decimal places. So there are tiny fractional differences between these shots. So the four shots at so 200. So the best shot. What is the best shot then? The best shot, remarkably. Can I, can I guess? Yes. Is it Young Tommy? It is Young Tom Morris, He's 1870. Uh, How did you get that? It's not I mean, a guess. That's that just it's deep, deep, deep knowledge. Awesome. Awesome. Past, it is a great story. It's a, it's, a, it's a great golf shot. It is a great golf shot. And I think what we're able to do is to light up how skillful these guys were. The one thing we're not able to factor in is, is the paucity of equipment that they used. But we are measuring that shot against the standards, against the benchmark of contemporary tour players. Yep. So if you take that into account, the fact that he was using a hickory, hickory shafted club or hickory club, a gutty ball. The shot itself was 1870, his first hole of the 1870 Open. He'd won two Open titles before that, was gunning for three in the row to keep the belt. The belt. At, at Presswick. Well, Stephen Proctor says it's the greatest hole ever played. And we spoke yeah, to... Two podcasts ago, or three podcasts and ago. And we spoke to Stephen, and we spoke to the archivist at, at Presswick, and we spoke to Roger McStravick, the historian, to get as much context as we possibly could around this shot. So he's played two cliques, very probably, probably on a 570-yard-plus hole, which at that, it's in those days is barbarically long. So it's yeah. now, it I, think I, I think that hole accounted for something like 30% of the whole golf course. Yes. It was, it's monstrously yes. large. Yeah. That. And it's playing to the current 16th green, but from yeah. a tee that's probably about 200, left, 200 yards left of where it currently is. And that is green's going. wicked. Yeah. Like, wickedly yeah. protected. So he, he's, he's hit... He's hit two, two cleek shots and he's left himself 200 yards in. Par hadn't even been invented in 1870. Par's vulgar, which is Par is vulgar, we all know that. <laughs> and it was particularly vulgar in 1870 because it hadn't been invented. <laughs> but he, they're playing a hole that where Presswick, there was an idea that what the perfect round was, and I think it was 49 for, for the 12 holes. And there was an expectation that first hole, a, you know, a really leading player would, if they did it in six, completed it in six, that was fantastic. He holds out his third shot. With his on his first hole, it's remarkable. And apparently, there were you know very large numbers of spectators. And this Not was what thirty six hole open. It was a thirty six hole open, yeah. three rounds of twelve yeah. holes. Yeah. So he goes round forty seven in the so first round, that. which I think is two under what was considered to be perfect. I mean, having the equi- the, you know the modern day equivalent of an albatross on the first. But what's hole. interesting there, so you put in things there like ground conditions, stuff like that, the tail shape it. Now there's three other holes, and we're going to have to rattle through them quickly. But there are three other holes, three other shots played in here in 2000. So Woods 2006, hole 14. 
yeah, Hoylake, absolute stripe show, baked out, holds a four iron. I think it's off the sheer feet. firmness of ground make that near enough impossible shot, right? Yeah, and that's incredible from shot. Two hundred yards. Yeah. And then we've got Gene Sarazen at number three. You know, I was racking, I was scratching my head in this because I got the year wrong. But of course, this is the hole in one, isn't it? When he's, how old is he then? He's in his seventies. You know, wow. He's in his seventies and he steps up to the postage stamp with a five iron, into the wind and then holds it. You know, a couple of bounces straight in, wearing plus fours, the cap. You know, whatever it was, thirty-eight years after hitting the shot heard yeah, around yeah. the world. So that was amazing. So the top three, you've got Gene Sarazen, Tiger Woods. Tom Morris Jr. So three superstars of the game spanning different eras. And your arch nemesis, Padre Harrington, then makes the appearance. <laughs> yeah, I saw Padre. We, 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 Are you made up? We have, no, we avoided each other. I think he knew that I knew that he knew that I knew. Oh, um, yeah, that's bad. Though. He but listened yeah, to the so pod, that, I suspect. This actually is interesting because I th we believe this is the first shot that wasn't hold to score a 200 for shot quality. And the, and the shot was the five would he hit at 17 at Birkdale howling wind 278 odd, y odd yards knocks it into about two and a half foot makes the eagle has a comfortable walk up the yeah, yeah and we think that's the first shot we've seen that scored a 200 for shot quality that hasn't actually that gone hasn't out. gone in the yeah. hole really uh, so what would just, what, yeah. where, so where, so what if drives it had that? gone in would he have had 205 well no 200's the most exactly yeah. it would have still been 200 yeah but it would have been 199 diminishing returns i'm guessing well it's 199.8 and it I would think, have been i think he would have very probably displaced tom morris jr at think? the top of the list which obviously would have upset me greatly it would have yeah. been um bad. but yeah no so and and you know we've got a whole series of, of other shots in the list like say you know hogan in 1953 on the sixth hole, the par five, where he's threading it through what's now known as Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Apparently, Alley. he played out of his own divots. Yeah, that fantastic story gets better and better, yeah. doesn't it? It's like it, oh, it started with like, oh yeah, the, he hit four drives roughly close to each other. Then yeah. he hit four drives within a meter. Then he hit out of his own divot. Yeah, he's like hitting out of his own divot <laughs> in the after in yeah. the next day. But you, you know, these are things. So you, well, you've jumped there. You got you got Hogan at the bottom end. That's one ten. Faldo, nineteen ninety two. That's Muirfield, right? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, Faldo, four holes to go. He's been leading the Open comfortably. Suddenly, the wheels come off. He's behind John Cook. Says to himself on the fifteenth tee, "I've got to play the best four holes of my life." Finishes the last four and two under par. Hits an absolute worldie of a long iron into the into the eighteenth at Muirfield. I mean, again, he, it was an iron shot that he described as one of his best ever. And similar iron shot, Tom Watson at Birkdale, which he described as his greatest shot he ever hit at the Open. Mm. You know, a two iron, he just absolutely nailed it all over the flag. To, to I suppose you can't really legislate, can you, for the for being you know quote unquote under the gun? But like a lot of these shots will naturally be these are the iconic shots that you selected, obviously, but. You know, that notion of being under the gun, you know, Fowler having to produce a three iron up the hill to the clubhouse at Muirfield and all that. Well, that's, that's right. I mean, pretty much all of these, other than, you know, Tom Morris Jr., that was his first hole of the, of the championship. And Gene Sarazen, who, was, who had his hole in one in the first round and missed the cut. The other 16 shots are, are, are played in the sort of furnace of the final round when these players are in contention. And they've either been shots that have, have you know, helped to seal the victory or have you know got them into a playoff in the case of Constantina Rocco with the amazing putt yeah. through the Valley of Sin in '95, you know, which I think was what was what was shot th what was shot three on 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 his what did that score just interestingly because doesn't he flub the chip? He does flub the chip. We don't actually have that, but if we put it through, my guess would be probably a three. You know, <laughs> so he would have he would have he hit a great drive into the Valley of Sin, which would probably scored him a you know 180 something like that yeah a three a flub into the valley of sin yeah. and then 199 holding you know a worldie of a putt across the green you know amazing amazing you know and as i say 
the methodology behind this, behind the ranking of these shots is, is really objective. And it, yeah. it does take our understanding of, of golf skill higher. And this week, you know, on Instagram, Clip Golf, at Clip Golf, we're going to be... Love it. We're going to be um, shining a light on great shots. It's showing, showing, showing sort of people how good particular shots were. And we'll also be doing round insights on clip.com where we take a round at the end of each day and, and really well, do... We're going to pick, pick we're random gonna pick, We're going to pick PGA. a round and tell the story of that round through the data. But, you know, this is... Clipped is, is amazing at the professional You've also game. done some, uh, some amazing artwork, haven't you, with Clip Data? Have yeah, I mean, Matt Miller, who is yeah, our, our chief design officer, is, is a fantastically talented guy. I mean, he, he created some amazing data graphics for Tommy Fleetwood and, and Molinari after yeah. the Ryder Cup. And he's just done an incredible sort of data visualization of Matt Fitzpatrick's win That's at the it, US yeah, the Open. Matt Fitzpatrick win, yeah, um, and yeah, he's he's Matt is the sort of genius behind the the, the beautiful nature of the clip platform. And it yeah. is a really it's a really slick product that's there's a lot of complexity behind it, but the, the feedback we give you is very simple. So what is it when it launches? It's launching Monday? It's launching very soon. We've got a sort of soft launch. We'll be letting, you know, we've got a, a, a long wait list of, of users waiting to get it and we'll be bringing those on sort of incrementally. So it'll be over the next few weeks. So I know how, how I use it. I, I use Arcos to collect data. And uh, tell us a little bit about how that, how people can, can use it and, and what happens yeah, by so, using it. Yeah, so, you know, we will have at the sort of gateway entrance, at the gateway sort of level of data collection, we'll have a, a manual data capture element to clip yeah. for those so people who are starting plug in what you've you done. can plug in it takes yeah. you a matter of minutes but it's you know it's really detailed and it will it's enough to light up all the insights that clips offers and then at the other end we've got you know gps enabled like arcos and um we're working with all sorts of other partners and then there's the, the launch monitors and the simulators so our idea is to be an aggregator of this data you know that's that's our mission is to be able to aggregate data from a number of different sources and really make sense of it and give the end user the most value you know from that data in in the form of insights that that really show you who you are as a golfer yeah. and how you can get better and it goes i mean there's all sorts of levels to it but it goes mega deep if you if you yeah. want if you like to dive deep i mean it's a, yeah, it's I mean a deep it's a got a deep bottom isn't it yeah it's it, you can go right down the rabbit hole if you want to and, and we'll be like bruce uh, would never get out of it like i, I, think, I can't give it to bruce because I, yeah, I think it's I think too much himself. isn't it yeah you just you could create a monster here with Bruce, oh, yeah, yeah, but I think he, I've he, already he had a go at James Day this morning and saying you got to stop filling his head with garbage about the swing. He keeps giving him videos, and it wouldn't be so much a rabbit hole for for Bruce. I think it would be a full scale warren. It'd be a yeah. wormhole. He'd, 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 he'd move wormhole. in. It'd be like Watership Down of golf data. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's incredibly exciting. I, I, I yeah, I do, and. and yeah, I, I think I think it's it's interesting to see what will happen in the in, in the whole notion of data in the game because I think somebody's got to move on from strokes gained. I think strokes gained personally, it's quite an easy way of assessing player quality. We use it quite regularly, but there's limitations there. Like you say, you know, if you play in the morning, someone goes out and shoots five under, but then goes out and shoots another player shoots five under in the afternoon in a thirty mile an hour breeze, and exactly. you know, wind, you know, rain's coming down or whatever, or the things the course has got baked out. Somebody's got to legislate for that. And yeah, I it's think the context is really. Important important yeah. and strokes gained as i said has been transformational in terms of what it's done for you know understanding and golf analytics and you know we're hugely respectful of that um but we are sort of responding to the challenge that mark Brody, you know the architect of strokes gained laid down himself and you know what we really want to do what we want to do with this this 18 iconic shots at the open is celebrate golf skill because 
you know, what better place to do that than the 150th Open Championship at the home of golf? I mean, we're going to see Such some, we're going to see some incredible skill out there this week. Yeah. And that course is looking properly minty. It's, it's minty. It's looking as minty as it is. It's absolutely minty. I mean, those fairways said. are pure mint. I mean, they're yeah. spearmint. <laughs> <laughs> They're Ken, shiny, Kendall aren't they? Yeah, there is like a real gloss on them. I, I mean, feel like if you look straight down, you'd see your When own we were reflection. sat in the stands earlier, like they were throwing some water into the bunkers and round places. They're obviously, they're just trying to keep it on the edge and then I think they're just going to let it loose. Before we finish, I would very much like to just cover off a few more of these shots. Yes, of course. I just, we are there any, digressing. Are there, are there any major surprises in here? Because I, we point people towards the article, which I think is brilliant and the way the information is presented is awesome. But are there any big surprises in here? We've talked about the greatest we've talked about you know hogan there's 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 a number of iconic shots in here any that well, for me out? i think the, the greatest surprise is that you know the god himself severiano balasteros is not number one mm. i mean how many shots could we have put in a sevies i mean i almost regret that we didn't put the burkdale 76 shot between the bunkers you know on 18 which was just pure sevy but we put the shot in from litham in 88 um you know when he chipped it literally kissed the hole on the on the 18th at Lytham in 88. Um, I think the surprises are, for me, that, I mean, not so much the surprise as an affirmation of, of skill. You know, and Tiger said it earlier this week, or I think you said it last week at Adair Manor, he was talking about, you know, he just can't get his head around how good these early pioneers of the game were, you know, with the equipment they were yeah. using and just the scores that they were producing. And, you know, I play at Royal North Devon where J.H. Taylor grew up playing the game and cradle his, of English golf the cradle of English golf the greatest golf course in the world and golf club in the world apart from RNGC um, but you know all his equipment is in the clubhouse you look at that stuff and you think how on earth did you shoot those scores and actually yeah. it's I think it's just wonderful that Tom Morris Jr. comes out on top you know a St. Andrews native um, the, the game's first superstar yeah. Um, and actually, we're ranking him against the benchmark of current tour players, and he well, comes it out is, on top. It, it's interesting because when you were talking about that, it, it is interesting because essentially they're different sports. I mean, like yeah. the bunkers at the old course specifically, there are bunkers that are now just not in play for these guys because they don't have to keep the ball low. But when they were playing hickory hickory golf, you had to run everything. Like some yeah. of these bunkers that don't exist to the pros are. It's quite hard to compare those two. Yeah, I mean, also the ball flight. I mean, we spoke to, as I said, you know, Stephen Proctor and, and, and the archivist and all these guys who, who gave us fantastic context, you know, about his ball flight. You know, hit this low, slingy draw, you know, obviously playing the ground game, you know, just, you know, it wasn't flying it in and, and you know, dartboard golf. It was like playing it along the ground. So, yeah. I mean, obviously there was a degree of luck in the sense of him, you know, oh, negotiating that ground. But he was aiming at the hole. So. He was aiming at the hole. That's what he was trying to do, wasn't yeah. he? But yeah, I, th I just think that's that's a fantastic um, confirmation of what we're trying to do, which is really, you know, celebrate golf skill, show you your golf skill, your level of golf skill. And um, I think it's wonderful that in St. Andrews on this occasion that, that this guy comes out on top. And the cynic in me, if I'm honest, would say you've cooked the books on this because... Nothing would be more headline grabbing than picking up young Tommy as being the actual greatest shot that's ever been played out of those iconic Open Championship it's shots. But we've parks. just been talking about it. The before parks we were like the, the houses started the, the also rolling. ran, aren't they? No, but you know they're also great. But you know it's like actually, <laughs> it's the <laughs> fact it's Bob the fact Kirk, that that is actually that is, that is I mean for the record that is legitimately the objective Absolutely. outcome. We, we have not we have when not, you plug the data in. No, we've not tried to sort of fix that at all that is the objective outcome using all the contextual information the same contextual information for every shot and we've really you know we've really gone down the rabbit hole of research with this 
you know, not just sort of said, oh, yeah, he's on the fairway and he hit the shot and it was slightly windy, but, like, looked at source material, looked at newspapers from the time, spoken to people where necessary to get extra context where it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, And, I mean, it's like speed shot, you know, where we're looking at second shot out from the... Um, I suppose technically third shot really but yeah. they on, on oh, 13th at yeah. Birkdale that was interesting because actually you that was argue. a minty shot because actually well no it was, it was, that's the thing like, so how do you calculate that one in because he's going over the dune skate but he actually has a great lie yeah well actually that's probably and he doesn't put it to a particularly close proximity no, to I mean, the hole we just felt that that was a it is iconic it was an iconic shot in the sense that he thought his way out of that situation brilliantly it took him a long time yeah, I mean, also, it took about half an hour to play that hole but yeah, yeah. He, his, his thinking there was superb yes he did play it off the practice ground so he had a good line that's why the shot quality is slightly lower there yeah but he hit his two iron something like 268 yards I mean arguably the, the, the up and down from the downhill line yeah. that followed it yeah. was that was ridiculous that was world yeah. Yeah. ridiculous but and then what did he go and do after that? He just went absolutely caught fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birdie, birdie. That was when they started pointing the hole. Pick yeah, that up, go Michael. When yeah. he points to Grella to yeah, get the ball out of the hole on, yeah. I um, think it's But 15. it's interesting. Like, I suppose how that works is, um, you know, like the Saracen thing, people get hole, holes in one. Yeah. You can compare them. Like It's like a one in 10,000 or yeah. whatever it is. And you, it's, a, it's a really low probability, which makes it really good. Spieth hitting that particular shot, you can compare it against a gazillion other two irons yeah. and see what the outcome was and if the outcome's that much better than, than what usually happens with that club then you, you've got your metrics don't you so. yeah I mean it, you know it's, it, it was a, it's a slight outlier that shot in the sense that you know he didn't knock it stiff he didn't hold it but yeah. like what it led to you yeah. know was extraordinary and I think that's why it was significant and that's why it was in the list so we're having this 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 launch, soft launch Monday. If someone's interested in learning more, finding out, using Inkclipped, what do they do? Well, log on to clip.com. You can register your interest and you will join our wait list and then we will, we will get the product to you very quickly. We're just um, in the final stages of, of a few things, tidying a few things up and getting ready for launch. But, you know, it's really exciting. We think it's going to be transformational. We do really feel that it has an opportunity to to bring all these data sources together to give golfers genuine insights and genuine sort of utility from their technology and the data. Because the game has become a connected game without anyone really noticing, sort of mm. almost on the quiet. Yeah. And I think golf has the opportunity to, to, to go on a similar trajectory of cycling and running, which Strava enabled. Um, you know, the participation levels in those sports have gone through the roof. And it would be wonderful if we could do, you know, we could play a small part in doing the same for golf. Dan, it's been great getting you back on the podcast. I love our interactions. Every time we get together, we have a good time. We do, and I love and you. This week boys will as be well. no exception. So, and congratulations again. again on the lanyards. I'm looking at those with a serious amount of envy, but also, I should say, a very large dollop of pride. So, well done, boys. Thank you very much. Well, until next time, thank you, and thank you, Dan. Cheers, boys. Watch this.